0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, your 2018 Angels. Welcome to Locked on Angels. Keep it locked. locked We're locked on, sir. Locked on Angels. How's it going, everybody? My name's Patrick Zajak, your host of Locked on Angels, minor league play-by-play broadcaster and first row rider of the emotional sports roller coaster that is Angels baseball. Welcome to your daily Angels update here on Locked on Angels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Fan FanRag Sports, LockedOnSports.com, your team every single day, LockedOnAngels.com, where, of course, you can find the main show site. And boy, really tough weekend for the Halos um, in Oakland, dropping two out of three. Slowly, things seem to be slipping away with the Halos now, eight games back of that second wild call. Card spot, despite having the sixth best record in the American League, they're that first team out from the postseason race. And quite frankly, outside of Oakland, there ain't really any contenders in the American League for that second playoff spot. So lots of opportunities for the Angels moving forward, but things seem bleak. Going to talk about that Oakland series and talk about why the Angels can't just shift into rebuild mode, not unless you get serious about trading Mike Trout. Um, here in segment number one. So that's going to be our focus there. Segment, segment number two, key, studs and duds of the weekend, before ch- finishing it off with a quick series preview, two games um, against the Arizona Diamondbacks coming up this week before a scheduled off day and then four four games against the Toronto Blue Jays, which we plan on hooking up with Locked On Blue Jays host Ryan Andrews to give uh, both fan bases a proper preview of the series forthcoming. So that's coming later in the week, of course. But first, let's get right down to it. Um, where the Angels find themselves now after the weekend, right? You drop two out of three to the Oakland A's. Now the record falls to 38-34, and 34. nine and a half games out of the division. Look, I don't think we were ever thought, that the Angels were going to be able to compete and catch up to Houston over the course of 162 game season, even that even when the Halos were on top of the division, I just thought you know, top to bottom this Astros squad a lot more built to take on the entirety of the regular season um, than the Angels, and the injuries haven't helped things. What 15 guys on the disabled list now? It's just it seems to be every single day that we're holding our breath and waiting for what is exactly is going to happen um, next. The big news was on Friday, right? Four guys sent to the disabled list. Uh, Garrett Richards, Jim Johnson, Zach Cozart. Uh, it's just its unbelievable the attrition that has befell the Angels roster thus far. And it's been tough to deal with. All things considered, this team four games above 500, uh one of just six teams above five hundred in the American League. They are down, certainly, but not out yet, and I know I've been a little up and down with you guys as far as the prospects of this team moving forward, but let's see, 38-34, and 34, that means at this point we are, I'm trying to do the math in my head, 72 games into the season, 90 games left, right? Yeah, approaching very quickly, and nine games will be at the halfway mark of the season, and... I would say the Angels right now on pace for about 86 wins. Right, let's say let's assume they go five and four, maybe four and five um, over these next nine. Certainly hope for something better, but that puts you right around 43, 44 wins in that range. Double that, right? Because we're at half at the halfway mark. So still on pace for a very respectable record in the, in the American League, but of course on pace to fall just short of a wild card or maybe uh, probably not just short as of right now considering they're eight back of a wild card spot. But I know there's a lot of of things coming out there about the season being over after this most recent road trip, getting swept by the Mariners and losing two out of three to Oakland. But think about it, man. What are you going to do to rebuild this squad, right? We're all talking about taking advantage of the Mike Trout window. Mike Trout still signed for two more seasons. After this season, do you trade? Who, where do you start in terms of rebuilding trades? Because who has enough value to really jumpstart that rebuild? I know a lot of you have called to get rid of Cole Calhoun, Ian Kinsler, Luis Valbuena. At times, those guys aren't fetching you any prospects that are going to do damage at the major league level. Albert Pujols isn't. I don't think anyone's going to take on that contract, but. Uh, that Justin Upton signed this offseason, nor do I think the Angels want to move him at this time. No one in the starting rotation to really take advantage of, unless you get serious about trading Jaime Berea. But he's still a prospect in my mind at just 21 years of age. Maybe you start with Tyler Skaggs and Andrew Heaney, who you've waited all this time, coming back from their own injuries, and now starting to take advantage. Does that seem like a plausible thing to you? I certainly don't think so. Andrelton Simmons, a few years left to club control. Probably could fetch you a big-time deal, but a lot of teams have great shortstops in this league. It seems that we have plentiful good shortstops across baseball, especially on all the contending teams. You can't do that. Garrett Richards, what's his value at right now with another disabled list stint and contract up at the end of the year? And I know it's been thrown around at times, at the Angels to think about throwing or trading Mike Trout. Maybe not from the Angels fan base, certainly, but a lot of national publications out there. And is that the sort of message that Billy Epler wants to send to his fan base? Absolutely not. So, unfortunately, fortunately, however you want to look at it, this team is still focused on contending this season. And I think until we roll into September, 12 games out maybe, it's going to be that way. So strap in, buckle up. We're still going to be watching every single game here. And I might—I think my uh, some of you might be wondering, you know, with my duties with the Eugene Emeralds, how I am getting caught up on every single game. So watching every single game live is certainly very limited with games going on at the same time. But thank God for MLB TV. Thank God for Archive Games. Sort of go through a simulated game each and every night. Take notes. Get ready for this podcast. That's how That was the plan this week, and I'll check in here and there live as much as I can, but in order to get a full breakdown, got to make sure to watch the archive games. So I apologize for not being as involved with you guys during all of the live games, but rest assured, still going to be with you every single day, Monday through Friday, and like I said, getting some great interviews done to help out with the show during the week this week with Ryan Andrews of the Locked On Blue Jays podcast. But time for studs and the duds of the weekend after some homework and messages. You guys want to sponsor the show? Know someone that does? Hit me up, lockedonangels at gmail.com. Rates are always reasonable. Orange County, Southern California peeps, hit me up, lockedonangels at gmail.com. All right, studs and duds of the weekend. Tough, really to get too upset about the Angel offense over the weekend, you know, I I think they put up 17 runs combined over the weekend. If my math is correct, there, that's five and a half, or even more than five and a half runs a game, which should be more often than not enough to take two out of three out of every series that you play. Uh, my only true gripe with the offense was again Luis Valbuena, two out of 14, um, with a handful of strikeouts as well. That's sort of what we come to expect from Luis Valbuena at this point. But other than that, you know, I I can't fault this offense. They put together, a nine hits on Sunday, six on Saturday, and nine again on back on Friday, along with eight runs scored in that ball game. So. Again, how mad can you be at this offense? I think they're starting to turn things around despite still low averages from Ian Kinsler, Luis Valbuena, Jose Fernandez starting to come back down to earth. And now you get Andrelton Simmons back, so hopefully he continues to turn it around from his most recent injury. Sounded like he might have been rushed back a little bit, but we'll see when Cole Calhoun gets back as well. Should be any soon, I would imagine. Chris Young got the starts in right field. All weekend long. Jabari Blash just isn't working out in the Angel lineup. Uh, He got a start on Saturday. Chris Young, even though he hits the home run on Sunday, still batting 181 on the year. So get well soon, Cole Calhoun. Hopefully he can turn it around. If not, I don't know where you turn, quite frankly. That's where a trade might be afoot to get maybe a high upside guy that's been struggling on another squad, and it's a change of scenery type trade along with Cole Calhoun, but Looking inward, maybe Eric Young Jr. time at the big league level. Maybe Michael Hermosillo gets another extended look. Reimer Liriano still down there at A. Tough to fix that right field hole. But I can't knock the offense as far as studs and duds go over the weekend. The true stud of the weekend. Gotta be uh, the starting pitching performances again of Tyler Skaggs and Andrew Heaney. Skaggs back on Friday. Seven innings pitched. No earned runs. Two runs that he gave up were unearned. Eight strikeouts, picking up his sixth win of the season. That leads the team. While Andrew Heaney, tough luck, no decision on Sunday, man. Eight strong innings from Heaney as he continues to get stretched out further and further. And he's getting more efficient with his pitches, allowing him to work deeper into games. Gives up the three earned runs. Yeah, but just three hits eight strikeouts all total. Uh Andrew Heaney has been phenomenal this season. Him and Scaggs are sort of keeping this rotation together and they have to pitch above their what was perceived to be their potential level. They have to go out there and go, and give you exactly what they gave you over the weekend in order for the Halos to win ball games. 7 eight innings at a time, three runs or less. And this offense of course is the main factor in getting this rotation out of the rut that they're currently in. I don't know who's going to start the Tuesday game. Uh, haven't been many updates as far as who's going to be the scheduled starter there. Maybe that turns into a bullpen affair with, uh, Nick Troppiano and Garrett Richards, Shohei Otani on the DL, Jaime Berea scheduled to start tonight, but it's looking tough for the halo side of things in the rotation. But I thought performances by Heaney and Tyler Skaggs and even John Lamb, I thought put up a very respectable performance, um, even though he's not fully stretched out after beginning the year in the minors for a spot start call up that you didn't expect. Not too shabby from John Lamb on Saturday. The true dud of the weekend is the bullpen. They didn't look great in any performance over the weekend, even on Friday, closing out the victory, um, an eight, four victory that the offense put together. Really? Cam Bedrosian gives up an unearned run in the eighth inning. Justin Anderson took him 28 pitches to get through the ninth inning and gave up a run made that game a lot closer than it should have been. And then on Saturday, Noe Ramirez has no idea where his release point is, plunks a couple of hitters, walks a couple of guys, charged with three runs all total. Eduardo Paredes back up with the team due to the attrition of injuries and gives up a run as well to make things worse. And then on Sunday... Blake Parker, again, struggles throwing strikes after giving up a lead-off home run to Marcus Simeon, if my memory serves correctly. Uh, yes, it was to Marcus Simeon. And then two walks, couldn't find the strike zone, looked as, like he was trying to nibble off the outside edge and just wasn't getting the call. Jose Alvarez brought in to play the matchup, gets the job done, but then Cam Bedrosian comes in and blows things the rest of the way. And and Jake Jewell st- suffered with the loss, but that game should have never gone to extra innings. Look. The only reliable arm that you had in that bullpen was Blake Parker, quite frankly. And he struggled over the weekend, so I don't think there's really truly any guy that you can trust in the bullpen. And we talked about it all last week. Billy Epler, I'm sure, is on the phones heavily looking to address this issue because I truly think the Angels can still start winning games, putting things together. If you get an arm, probably two in this bullpen, because think about it. You get those arms in this bullpen for this weekend series, and it turns into a sweep. This offense can get the job done. I still believe that the eight-game lead that the Mariners have over the Angels for that second wild card spot is not insurmountable. Mariners have been winning games at a high clip that I don't think that they can sustain. Angels stay the course again, despite the lackluster play over the last probably two months now, still on pace for about an 86-win season. Good things start coming their way. You start getting in that 90-win range. Add a couple of pieces, maybe a right fielder, change the scenery type guy, and then a couple arms to that bullpen, and maybe you also look at someone in the starting rotation because I don't know how serious the injuries to all of the litany of injuries that have uh, succumbed the Angels' rotation there. Add another innings eater. Steam team can still get it done. I know I just listed off like four players. All they need to acquire is four players, right, and they'll be just fine. But... The team not as far off from contending as it seems as of right now. And again, as I outlined at the beginning of this episode, I don't think there's really a way that you can truly go all in on a rebuild without getting serious about Mike Trout not being part of that rebuild. But that's just my take on it. That's studs and duds of the weekend. Coming up to finish off the episode, a quick series preview. Angels hosting the Arizona Diamondbacks for a two-game set. Monday, that's tonight. Jaime Berea gets the start for the Halos. Took the loss in his last start against the Mariners. Only gave up two earned runs in five innings. Was a little inconsistent at times. That's why that pitch count got up so high, especially in the first two innings. I believe he was up to 50 pitches in those first two innings. Um, so, quick trigger there to get him out of the ball game. But, seven of his eight starts. Now, Berea has allowed two runs or fewer. Now, obviously, the innings output have been a little mixed there. But, nonetheless... Reliable option in an Angels rotation that has been truly shaken up by injuries, gonna have a tough task ahead of him because he's going against the vaunted Zach Greinke. Although Greinke, not numbers that jump out the page um, on the regular season, five and five with a 3.87 ERA, and got roughed up by the Pirates in his last start, five earned runs over four and two-thirds innings. However, before that start, Grinky hadn't given up five earned runs in a start all the way back until April. So, has been consistent for the most part. Not n- not too many masterful performances that define an ace in this league, but solid. An- a game where the Angels' r- offense, of course, a- as is moving forward, is going to have to be at the forefront of this ball game in order to get the victory because Uh, The Diamondbacks, with guys like Jake Lamb and Paul Goldschmidt, even though he struggled for a large portion of the season, they have an offense that can put runs on the scoreboard. Uh, There's a reason why this Arizona team is atop the National League West Division with a record of 39-32. and So they are coming off a loss against the New York Mets. Still a very winnable series, in my opinion. Maybe some home cooking rekindles the flame of this team because I know it's been a tough road trip. That's all we can hope for moving forward. Game number two to f- wrap up this two-game set. Pitts Matt Koch against a to-be-announced starter for the Halos. Uh, Matt Koch, Matt Koch, stellar in his last start, allowing just two earned runs over six innings, got the win against the Mets. He's the guy that's replaced the injured Taiwan Walker in the rotation. Couple of rough outings, but for the most part has been solid. Five and three with a four-point-zero-nine ERA. His last. Three starts overall has been solid um, and has never faced the current crop of angels hitters. So it's hard for me to truly gauge how this team will look at him. And again, it's the offense. The key moving forward to sustain the output by the rotation and brace yourselves for the angel bullpen moves need to be made. Now, they needed to be made yesterday, quite frankly, in order to shore up this pen because the Angels cannot continue dropping games due to the bullpen and expect them to go on a surge late in the year to make up all the ground that's been lost. Far too much ground has been lost now. The time is now to make a move if you have any plans on contending this season, which I think the Angels still do. Still 90 games left, eight games out, yes, of course, but... They got no other choice but to contend for the next couple years and do everything you can with the assets on hand in order to make that happen. It's a tough situation the Angels find themselves in, but hope is not all lost, guys. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Sort of an optimistic turn after a brutal road trip um, in Seattle and then over the weekend in Oakland. But stay the course, my friends. I promise things can turn around. I won't say they will turn around, but there is still an avenue where the Angels get into the postseason this year. My name is Patrick Zajac. Follow the show on Twitter, guys, at LockedOnAngels. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you can find podcasts, you know we're there. I got to get out of here. Got more Eugene Emeralds games to prepare for. A team coming up on their first road trip, finishing up a series against the Canadians. Other than that, guys, I got to get out of here.